Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. You're listening to The Wedding Procast UK, the place to be if you are a UK wedding professional looking to grow and streamline your business. I'm your host, Donna Eid, 10-year wedding photography veteran and CEO at the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors. If you want to grow and streamline your business, this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe where you listen or join our email list at www.spw v.co.uk. You'll find the sign up form at the bottom of every episode and by doing so you won't miss a thing. So let's jump into today's show. Welcome back to the podcast everybody. So last week we were talking morning routines. This week we are talking about evening routines. Why is it important? Because when you work for yourself, your work-life balance goes out of the window. This week and last week, we're talking about trying to get that balance to come back in line. So join me inside for this week. If you haven't listened to last week's morning routine, then please do take a listen. It doesn't have to be the first one you listen to. It's kind of a chicken and egg thing. It doesn't really matter which way around you listen to them. It's all good in the end. So let's jump into today's show. So a good morning routine starts with a good nighttime routine, so they say. And I have to agree. If you listen to last week's episode, you will know that I love, love, love my sleep. I love my bed. I don't want to get up in the morning. It is one of my favorite, favorite places to be. And I'm not ashamed of that. I absolutely love my sleep. And I have spent quite a lot of time over the last couple of years looking into how my sleep affects the rest of my day, how my energy levels are, and kind of really going deep into what sleep can do for you. And my learning started about a year ago when I attended a webinar um, hosted by Leora Moffowitz. Now, my apologies, Leora, if I just butchered your surname. I will link her in the show notes. She is a functional medicine health coach and she held a sort of, it was a five day webinar series in a group where she had different people coming in to talk about sleep, the importance of sleep, how to get your circadian rhythm back on track, things that you can do to help improve how the quality of your sleep sleep and such like it was it was really good and really eye opening so this is where i learned about your circadian rhythm and your melatonin window and what the importance of those things are i'm not going to try and explain it here because i am not qualified to do so but i have looked at this 
in some depth. And I now use an app called Rise. And I will link that in the show notes too. I did pay for it because I find all these kind of stats fascinating. I really like to look into, you know, how much sleep did I have last night? How much was my wake periods? I've also got a Fitbit and that tells me sort of, I wear it overnight. So it tells me when I've fallen asleep, when I wake up and all of the times in the night that I've woken up and where, how much REM sleep I get, how much deep sleep I get. And it tells you what levels you should be looking to attain. The Rise app takes that sleep, plugs it into its system and shows you where your highs for the day are going to land and where your dips are going to be. And that's talking about your energy level. So when your energy level is going to be up and you're going to be really productive and ready to take on tasks and when your energy is dipping and where you might need a little extra help or you might need to try and plan your day so that during your dip, you're doing less important tasks that aren't going to take much energy from you. So that is a really good app to use. Um, and I really um, like using that along with my Fitbit. It does pair with other devices. I think it pairs with the Apple Watch and a Garmin and things like that. So um, you can use it with other apps. So why do I tell you this? Because this information is really important. I don't know if you have been hearing lately, but there is so many people out there talking about the importance of sleep for your health. And it's one of those things that, you know, it gets knocked a lot because it's one of those first things to go out the window when you're busy, when you're rushing, uh, when you've got stuff to do, you'll get up earlier, you'll go to bed later and it's your sleep that suffers, but your sleep is responsible for repairing your body and making those changes. So you lose weight better when you sleep better, your energy is better when you sleep better. So there is so many benefits to sleeping well, and that is why I think it's important for you to have a good understanding of how you sleep, how much sleep you need and what that does for your day. Now, you can start just monitoring it on a very paper pen basis. You know, what time did you go to bed? What time did you wake up? How did you feel when you woke up? When are you dipping through the day? When are you feeling like you need that extra sugar rush and things like that and kind of monitor it that way. But if you've got any of the apps or you've got any of the devices like Fitbit that can help you to monitor that in a more scientific way, then it is a really good visual to see what is actually happening and how you can adjust your timetable to increase the benefits of sleep. So once you have seen what your rhythm is, you might want to look at changing your calendar blocking. So I've talked about calendar blocking before, and maybe it is that you see that your dip is around three o'clock in the afternoon. And well, you don't want to book client appointments at three o'clock in the afternoon because you know that you're not going to be performing at your best and things like that. So it's a really good uh, tool to have at your disposal. So talking about my particular evening routine, if we go back to, you know, the basics, what I would do is basically go to bed whenever I could drag myself off the sofa. So it was usually around midnight. Um, I, like I've said before, I am a night owl, so I could quite happily sit up and watch TV until like two, three in the morning, maybe not three, but definitely probably till two o'clock. I have definitely left it till like one without even blinking and gone, oh my God, it's one o'clock in the morning. I need to go to bed. 
So I am much more of a night owl and it is hard. I don't know. It's that kind of stopping. I feel like once I stop, then I don't want to move. So when I'm working, it's fine. I'll get up and I'll make a tea and I'll do this and I'll do that. And that's fine. But once I sit on that sofa, I'm like, yep, just don't talk to me. Don't move me. I'm fine here. Um, So it's something that I have to really consciously make the effort to actually get up. So I spoke a little bit last week about how um, back when we're looking at pre-pandemic, what my evening routine used to look like, that I was actually quite depressed at that time. And with that comes a lack of self-care. And that definitely showed itself in my evening routine because I wouldn't do anything but get in my pajamas and go to bed. There was no face washing. There was no skincare routine. There was rarely ever teeth brushing or anything like that. Now, this isn't to say that um, I completely let myself go when I'm depressed. Like if I felt like my teeth needed brushing, like I don't know if you get this, but if I eat a lot of sugar, I can feel it on my teeth. My teeth feel dirty and I have to go and brush them. I just, I can't deal with that feel on my teeth. So I would go and brush them. If I woke up in the morning and I could tell that my breath was bad, I would go and brush my teeth. I would never walk out with smelly breath, you know, and I've never had any complaints. I hope nobody's been talking behind my back. Um, but those are the sorts of things like, you know, if if it needed doing, then I would do it if it was an outwardly obvious thing that needed doing, if it was just internal for my own self-care and because, you know, your gums need looking after, I wasn't in the right place to be doing that. So I did, I forgot about it. I just get in my pajamas and I go to bed, but you know, we've spoken about that and depression hits different people in different ways. And that's just one of the things that it did for me. So like I said last week, you know, you might think it's gross and that you would never walk out of the house without having brushed your teeth, or you would never go to bed without brushing your teeth. And to me, bedtime is the most important one because you've been eating all day. And now I will never never skip brushing my teeth in the evening. I've got my routine there done um, and I stick to it. Morning is a little bit harder, but I've got like, I did my morning routine last week and I've got a new plan in place. I said last week, you know, when you are suffering with depression, um, when it's something that is in your life on daily basis, it is exhausting just to get out of bed. It is exhausting just to get yourself to your job where you're expected to be, to be around those people, to have conversations, to put up the mask that everything is okay and there's nothing wrong with you and then get home and have family demands on you. It is exhausting just to get through the day. So by the time bedtime rolls round, the idea of forcing yourself to do anything that is for you is just it just isn't there. So, you know, my apologies. That's my truth. It is what it is. So again, in working with my wonderful health coach, Angela, she understands the importance of a good sleep routine as I do, but it's something that I was struggling with. So we 
put things in place. And I have been very honest with Angela about my self-care routine and where that was and what was missing from it. And she has encouraged me and kept me accountable to putting things in place and getting back to a place where I am taking better care of myself. It's been a long journey um, and I'm getting there. But it's one of those things that's just kind of a lasting impact of living with depression. So so as I said last week, I am focused on trying to look after me first and fitting work in second and finding that balance because it's really, really important for me and my own personal mental health. And one of the things that was keeping me kind of stuck with the self-care as I've sort of come out of the depression and then trying to implement um, you know, the self-care stuff and, and making sure that I'm looking after myself the best way possible was my desire to be sustainable. So it's one of those things that affects my depression as well as um, has stopped me being able to kind of move forward with this self-care. And that is the idea that I'm contributing to the single waste plastic and that I am using too much of this or using too much of that, or I can't afford to um, replace the plastic with this or that or the other. And it's something that I've struggled with. So, you know, if I could afford to have a milkman, I would have a milkman because I want glass bottles. I don't want the plastic bottles. I drink a lot of milk. So there is a lot of bottles coming through this house and we try our best to reduce it as much as possible in the fact that we buy the biggest carton of milk we can so that it's only one bottle, not as much plastic as if we had three or four bottles, but it's still not good enough in my head and I would like to do better. Now I use bar shampoos and conditioners, so I'm not using shampoo bottles and conditioner bottles. So that is a good thing, but I feel like there are still things that I could do to be better. And the idea of, um, getting a good skincare routine in place to look after my skin. So I look better. So I feel better is like, there's this thing that was just stopping me doing it. It was, I didn't want to bring more plastic bottles into the house and I didn't care enough about myself to put in the time to research where to buy my products from. So I decided that getting started was the most important thing. So I went with what I felt was my best option with the information I had to hand. And my cousin works alongside Tropic. And I went to her website because I am all about supporting small businesses um, and people that are trying to run their own little side hustles. Um, And I wanted to support my cousin. So I went onto her website. I checked out what Tropic was about. They've got a great um, policy on recycling their bottles and things like that. And I was just like, well, they've got something in place. They're doing something right. I am going to start here. And the way I did that was I just bought one of their basic skincare sets so that I wasn't sort of buying millions of different products. It's a cleanser, it's a toner, it's a moisturizer, and there's a face mask. And so it's four products. The face mask, I believe, is in a glass jar. The other three are in plastic bottles. Um, But because of their system of recycling and reusing their bottles, I felt like, okay, this is where I'm going to start. 
And then if I want to change, if I want to move to a different brand or a different product um, and I can find something that fits better for me down the line, I will, but I just wanted to start somewhere. So they also do bamboo face cloths, which I actually love because it is so, so soft. So that is where I'm at. I bought that skincare set. I will link my cousin's website in the show notes. So if you want to go and check out what Tropic are doing, then you can. And of course, you can buy anything from there as well. But I started to implement that skincare routine and I've instantly seen an improvement in my skin. I mean, when you're only using water to clean your face, then definitely by doing um, what I have done, you're going to find that um, it's an improvement. So I have done that. I wanted to improve the consistency of the time and my wind down time. Basically, I would work like right up to like 10 p.m. and then just go to bed. Um, so now we are looking at improving on what I've started. So I've got my skincare routine. I'm brushing my teeth every night, um, but I want to be getting to bed at a decent hour and I want to start that wind down and that relaxation and making that more consistent. So my plan is to stop working by 8.30, no later, no matter what. Preferably, I want to finish before dinner time preferably. Then I want to change into my blue light blocking glasses at nine o'clock so that my eyes can start to adjust. And then at 9.30, regardless of what I'm doing, I'm going to stop my program. You know, you can pause live TV now, guys. Um, And I'm going to go and get in my pajamas and do my skincare. And then I want to be getting myself into bed at around 10 o'clock, half past 10 for a little bit of reading time and just to wind down. And then I always listen to a calm sleep story. I absolutely love them. So that is my evening routine plan. Um, I'm going to pair it with my morning routine plan from last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's, go and check it out. I would love to know what your evening routine is like, things that you like, things that you don't, and things that you're planning on improving on. So do come and join us over in the Facebook group, which is Facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WPC UK and tell us all about your evening routine over there. I will be back in a few months time to review um, my evening and morning routine, see what has worked, what hasn't, and if I have changed anything in the meantime. Like I said, I feel like it's really, really important for us to have a good routine um, set around our evening and our morning. One, so that we can be more productive with our work hours, but two, so that we can find a bit more balance between when we're stopping work and when we are starting work, when it comes to working for ourselves. It is so, so hard to kind of draw that line when you're working from home. So I hope that has sparked some ideas for you. Um, Let me know over in the Facebook group and I will see you again next week for that fantastic interview with Camilla Fellas Arnold on exploring your creativity. See you next week. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.